ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Zealand Podcast. We have, uh, it's a very special podcast today. I feel like as a podcaster, you're supposed to say that before every podcast, but this actually is. Normally it's Reese and I sitting here talking about the channel, but this time we are actually joined by someone who is the chief mod of the Twitch channel and then somebody that has become part of an editing team that is now three people strong. Uh, and that is Isle. So we will be hanging out not only with with Reese, but also Isle. So it's a bit of a two for one special. How do you guys feel about that? Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm super excited. I think it's gonna be going to be super cool to be able to uh, to bounce off all three of us and you know see what you've got in store for us today, Z. We'll uh huh. Uh huh. No, today I think. Because Ayal in particular has a pretty indexed, like a very well indexed memory. And that is, I want to talk about oh, the first time that you encountered Zealand, or at that point, I think Big Daddy Ham. And Reese, obviously, this question applies to you too. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Like the first time that you watched anything that I did, what you thought, and how over time you became part of. Yeah, well, I mean, both of you obviously are so intimately involved at this point that we've, I'm pretty sure we all live in the same room. But uh, yeah, I all you go first about uh, that story. It's just a story that I want to hear. Well, I first watched you in, what was it, March 2018? Maybe April 2018? So three years ago. And um, that's... I mean, I started streaming in March, and by started streaming, I mean just turned on the stream while I played video games. I think April, I mean, that might have been so early that I wasn't aware that people were watching, almost. I think it might have been late April then. I, I can't remember. It was like, basically, in what was happening in my life, like real life stuff, is I just finished my army service. Uh, I'm Israeli, I... Served in the Israeli military, uh, Air Force specifically. So I finished my service, and I was really into FM because it was a game I could play during the service that I didn't need an internet connection because you obviously did not have an internet connection that was worth anything. So I played hours and hours of FM, and I watched streams whenever I was home. And I watched this one American guy. Uh, he went by... RLK Dragon. Gendo. Uh, Dude, I knew exactly who it was when you said that. Because when I started, the American on the scene was this guy named Gendo. And he averaged like 30 or 40 viewers. And he got up to 100 at certain points. He was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. He was he was great. Uh, I, I watched him quite frequently. I found him because uh, I watched Dr. Benji when I was first learning about the game. I just saw him on YouTube and watched a bit of his videos. Like the Let's Plays. I think I... I can't remember. I think it was Parma Drama, his series. It's, uh -huh. a, it's an old one now. Yeah. So um, anyway, one time he raided you. And for some reason, even though your webcam was your cell phone, your mic was absolute ass, you were playing in Iceland. And for some reason, I was like, that is so interesting. I've never seen anyone in FM manage in Iceland. I just want to stay to see what happens. And you and you also said it was a uh, your save was originally going to be a journeyman because it was the first season or whatever. And I, I was for like, some reason I remember you giving me a bunch of sh for for not make because I it was gonna be a journeyman, but I just never left I Iceland. <laughs> I did give you a lot of sh for it. 
Yeah. You could bleep that. A ton. <gasps> yeah. <maybe. laughs> yeah. Because you originally said you were going to do a journeyman, and that was my kind of save. I always did journeyman. Uh, it's basically every save I do in FM is a journeyman save. And I was watching you because Iceland, first of all, is like crazy. I've never seen anyone manage Earth. You said you were going to do a journeyman, so that was interesting. And I've just basically never left. I I think slowly, like you got better equipment, so as you know, I your voice wasn't you know half a second ahead of your face moving, so that became a bit more bearable. And then I, I you know I just stuck around. It was just became more and more fun. That that's basically it. I came in from one raid or a host, and just stuck around for a couple of weeks, and then just was in every stream since then. Basically. If if I could if I could jump in and ask a question now, I'm curious. So obviously at this point in the story, you're now you're now a viewer, right? You're a regular viewer. But how do you end up being like Mr. Mod himself? Like how does how does that sort of transition? Is it just being sort of helpful in the stream? What was it? What was that sort of transition like going from just a regular viewer to being Mr. Sort every problem? Oh, I'm, I'm sure doesn't know how to fix. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm I'm sure he just bullied me into it at a certain point where he's just like, you need <laughs> no, more is that? I, I remember that experience. Somebody's just like, you I need did more ask mods, you, and I'll do it. And I was like, okay, I, I did ask you if you needed more mods because I thought I was under the impression, other than like your friends, which is uh, Anarchs and. Was it Centurion? Yeah, Centurion's my brother. Anarchs. Sorry, your brother friend, and your friend. They were your only mods, and I was under the impression you didn't have any other mods. And occasionally, very occasionally, someone would come in and just be an idiot in chat. And it was it like for me, it was whatever. I would tell them, you know, stop. But I was like, if you didn't have to deal with it, like I could deal with it because I'm okay with doing stuff like that. So eventually, I just asked. And I was always under the impression that outside of your brother and your best friend, I was the first guy you modded. And then like a week ago, you told me, no, it's actually Hangfire. Yeah. Which is also it, an old school viewer. Exactly. Hangfire is a really old school viewer who comes around. One of the people, something changed in their life. I didn't really know. Uh, they're from Northern Ireland. Something changed in their life and they couldn't watch the streams a lot anymore. But they stopped by every you know, once in a blue moon and say, hey. Uh, but I think they were the person that bullied me. They were like, you need a mod and I'll do it. And they were the first mod. They have founders badge in the channel and everything. And then you were after that, but you know, where hang fire was probably just working for home for a segment. This is obviously pre COVID. And then that kind of ended and hang fire just went somewhere else. I all just never went somewhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lucky for you. Very. Yeah. Lucky, lucky for me. And Reese, I forgive me if you have told me this story before, but what was the first time you watched? Hopefully, I had more equipment than when I all showed up the first time. So it was that was a twenty dollars headset, USB headset, and my webcam was my phone, which I propped underneath my monitor, so it was like looking up at me the whole time. And you could see the pipes of the your pipes dorm. in the ceiling. Yeah, it's a great look. Yep. I uh I obviously came a little bit later. Well, I say a little bit later, quite a lot later, really. Um, I think you know we've spoke about sort of how I became your editor, and it wasn't really realistically. It was it all happened quite quick, really, because I think uh, as I, as I've mentioned before, in terms of playing FM, I'm not a hardcore play all year type player, right? 
but I'm one of those, and I this applies to sort of any game. Anytime I play a game, I always YouTube the hell out of it because I'm super competitive. I want to know everything there is to know. Um, when I when I first got FM, so this would have been obviously FM twenty, and it would have been somewhere around the start of twenty twenty, um, like right near the start. And I was just doing my usual, you know, I was really into FM. I wanted to know how to do stuff. And I can't remember specifically which video it was. It was YouTube, you see, not Twitch. And um, I just watched like maybe one video. I'd probably watched a load of videos from some of at the time, the bigger channels. And what I, what I found really frustrating is, you know, you'd watch these videos and I felt like it was just so long and boring. It was very information. It was like, here's a list of information. And that's what I felt like all the FM videos at the time in terms of the tutorial stuff was like. And then I came across yours and I enjoyed the video. Not, I, I didn't just get information from it. I remember specifically thinking, oh, that was fun to watch. And then obviously I went on a little bit of a binge. And as I say at the time, you were reasonably smaller. And I went on a, a bit of a binge. I'd watched for maybe a week. And then that's where you'd link on to the story which we previously told. I think it was on the first podcast we did, which is where there was one video that just annoyed the life out of me because the music was too loud. And I was like, this dude's so talented and I can't watch this video. <laughs> I was like, it was just burning my head out. And then that's where I DM'd you on Twitter. And the you link back onto the yeah, story the from... faithful decision from... there. <laughs> and that was literally that was the end of february so i'd probably only been watching for like a month or two and obviously as i said after watching a few videos i started chilling in your streams and i had a different name at the time um obviously, what was it uh, i, rem I oh. have a fever dream of that <laughs> um well you know i uh <laughs> i actually know this one because i do you uh, yeah you don't you remember that i you said you used to go by an old name and then I was like, oh, give me 10 minutes, I'll find it. And then I'm like, I kind of found it. And then you had to explain what it was. Yeah. So like, <laughs> my name was Welcome to Rads. Don't ask. This I was my do. big daddy hand. Oh, I remember this. Because <laughs> that was when you were, you would, that was probably your initial message to me is you're like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm like, welcome to Rads in chat or something. Yeah. yeah something like it that. It was probably, that's when we were sort of making the link with, Twitch and stuff. And I remember we even spoke about the fact that, you know, should we try and like build up the name change or something like that? And I was just like, dude, I'm too excited. I can't, we can't do that. Um, <laughs> I just needed to, to change it. Cause welcome to Rads is what of like Rads was like my big daddy ham sort of nickname. I'd had different <laughs> variants of it. And then welcome to was like the YouTube thing. So there we go. That was my YouTube channel um, that I, I made like over a hundred videos on, but they're I'll all on for it. It doesn't all, exist anymore. Yeah. All gone. Sorry guys. Uh, maybe maybe one day we'll make a YouTube video on it. You know, never know. Yeah, no, I'm That'd looking forward to the day where I unlist all of those uh, my original <laughs> YouTube channel videos because those are spectacular. But we need to take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Zealand Podcast from that lovely bit of tunage. But we will have a sponsor eventually, won't we, Reese? Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe the dream. But we were in the middle of a conversation that I think needs to be public because as we typically do, we get distracted in the middle of breaks with random stuff. Uh, it's just a couple of dudes hanging out. But okay, <laughs> I, I want you to talk to me in the Discord or something, anybody that's listening to this. Is well surprised an appropriate phrase? Like, come on. Like, I, I literally... <laughs> like... 
like ah, oh, like <laughs> so you, I just tried some new I tried some new crisps, chips, whatever you want to call them. Huge. And I said I was well surprised they were really nice. Like that, I don't know, that's that's blown my mind that you're like, no, 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 it's not normal. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh yeah. That's have, crazy. I mean, I always I never heard that either, right? No, no. The only way I could see that being used in the sentence is like when someone asks you, what's another word for shocked? Well, surprised. That's it. <laughs> I, I mean it as in very, like, highly surprised, very surprised, like... Well, no, I like, know what you mean, because I'm like, familiar uh, enough, but I've no one outside of, like, the UK says that. No way. Can't believe it. I, that, that's probably... And I spent... And I cannot, I, there's the joke in the 20 Good Minutes podcast that I mention this literally every time, but it's my only reference point for English culture. When I was at Oxford for three months, and I still have never heard that until just now. It might I, be a regional th thing in the UK. Yeah, I think what you sort of need to understand about Oxford is Oxford's considered very posh, right? Well, yeah, so I, I, so I, I get that. That, that kind of makes sense. So you were like, obviously, I would assume, again, I, I've never really been to Oxford, so I wouldn't really know, but I would assume there's like a more well-spoken, like, sort of posh, as I would call it, sort of dialect. Whereas like, I'm like, I'm from Liverpool, you know? So <laughs> we're like, we come up with everything. Like another one is, um, I say things are heavy, but heavy could mean a range of things, but it's all contextual. So it's so hard for somebody who wouldn't understand to understand. So I could say, oh, that food was heavy. And that could mean that the food was really nice or really bad. But only people who say that would understand which one I meant or what I even meant. It's really weird. But that's like a that's a very similar thing over here. That makes no sense to anyone else, I'm sure. I mean, when you say it heavy, I can kind of get it. <laughs> The, the word you're saying doesn't really matter. It's more the way you say it. But again, yeah, even saying like, oh, that was heavy. Like that could mean like, I was disgusting or oh, that was lovely. <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> it really depends, but it's all context. It's like contextual. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the American translation is uh, uh, gnarly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's exactly right. Because it could mean either, right? Tubular. Uh, yeah. Gnarly, dude. Sick, bro. <laughs> or, or like, that was... The, the, the more, I just wanted to say gnarly. The more accurate <laughs> translation is probably... Uh, it's it's probably sick. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. that's sick. Yeah, is, we say sick, too. Oh, that's, dang it. That's, in there, that's a different one. You, don't say, dude, you don't say dude, though. Dude. Yeah. Well, you just said it I right think, now, but I mean, like, we say dude all the time. I say oh. dude all the time, but not a lot of people sort of around me do. I do because of my stepdad, Weirdo. and I don't know why he does, but <laughs> he says dude all the time. And that's something that I say a like, lot. I always say, like, my dude or my guy is usually like my, hey, what's going on, my dude? Or, hey, what's going on, my guy? Like, that's like, that's my normal. So dude's in there. But I, I've I, I think up, it's maybe not as normal. I've picked up the my guy thing from you. I've started oh, saying my guy in chat. What's up, my guy? It's like it's like a. It's so. I feel bad. like it's, it's it's a phrase of endearment, right? It's sort of oh, like oh sure. my guy, like let's go, dude. It's all it's all purpose. <laughs> it, it is an all purpose phrase. That's why I say what's up. That's why I say dude so much because dude is is uh, gender neutral for one, yep. and it just it's completely. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> hairball sorry <clears throat> oh nice. god no no i just 
about I mean, how many podcasts have I made it through without coughing? I was doing a pretty good job. But the amazing thing is that we can interact this much and I've never heard certain phrases and they just come out and you're like, what do you mean you've never heard that? And I'm just like, I, I live here. And that's <laughs> it. And it, it. I feel like in Israel, I'm going to take a stab at this. I have a okay. thing with my brother where mm -hmm. sometimes when we see each other, the first one that speaks will just go Shabbat, and then the other one says Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like oh walk up God. and just like Shabbat, and the other one says Shalom, and that's and that's just like the greeting. Is that applicable at all? Does that make no. any sense at all? <laughs> no one would just go to another person and say a day of the week, just randomly. Oh, it's a so it's the equivalent of what? saying like Wednesday. Shabbat is Saturday. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what does Shabbat Shalom mean then? I thought it was like a phrase. So this is important. This is okay. we're getting to the bottom of this. Zealand investigation. So Shabbat is the Hebrew word for uh, the Sabbath, as uh, in, known as in Christianity, otherwise known as Saturday for the rest of the world. It just means Happy Saturday, the day of in Judaism. The day starts. When the the next day starts, when the previous day's sun sets, so at like seven p.m. when the sun sets, you say Shabbat Shalom because it's technically Shabbat. That's what you say to everyone on Friday before the weekend because of yeah. So it does kind of work as a greeting, technically. Yeah, you say that you say that on Friday or like if you're not going to see someone until next week, you'll say Shabbat Shalom. Then yeah, but you don't say Shabbat and they say back Shalom. That's not <laughs> just to be clear. And definitely, yeah. definitely not on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I mean, nah, who's, who's to say I'm not seeing my brother on a Friday? I don't know. I haven't seen him in months. He's in Colorado, but still, uh, yeah, the other one I don't believe partakes in the Shabbat Shaloming. Uh, yeah, it's the triumvirate wow. of two brothers against the third. That you know, it must be done. It makes more. That's good. That it makes more sense than I thought it did. Shabbat shalom. Like no, it's it's a phrase. Yeah. Okay. Good. I thought it was the equivalent of being like Wednesday, Saturday. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Imagine <laughs> days of the week, shouting them across a grocery store. Oh goodness, it's so on fire. Well, I. But this is me just actually asking questions and learning and definitely getting distracted. Yeah. Everybody in Israel speaks English, right? Okay, Israel has three official languages, Hebrew, English, Arabic. Okay. 80% 80, 80 of people speak Hebrew. Okay, maybe more than 80. Like 95% of people speak Hebrew. About 90% of them speak it fluently. Uh, about 30% speak Arabic and, uh, fluently. Uh, a bit more speak it, but not really. And English is basically the third language that... You might know if you went to high school. If you didn't go to high school, what well, most people do because it's mandatory. But if you didn't, then you pro your English kind of sucks. But everyone speaks to a decent level. But it's not really wildly spoken unless you're like American. Like my parents. Well, my mom is American. That's why I know English. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I actually didn't know that. I, I figured it was one of those things where it was like English was just the lingua franca of the country and then obviously Hebrews there too almost equivalent to kind of like the Irish Gaelic where the signs are in Gaelic but they're also in English you know it's it's uh, very similar to that just in Ireland I assume it's more for historical reasons 
but in 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 Israel, English is just so for tourism and as a third language for people that don't speak Hebrew or don't speak Arabic. I think it's uh it's similar to to Welsh in Wales, right? I think obviously when you're in Wales, I think all the signs are in Welsh and English. But as you know, it, as a Welsh person myself, a lot of the people that I know speak Welsh more as a second language, right? So it's sort of the same, like the same as. Yeah, but Ireland it doesn't sound like it's like that. It sounds like Hebrew's the first language for the majority of the that's, population, that's, and then that's what I mean. Yeah. I think it was I was comparing it more to the island sort of thing in terms of like it's more of a historic thing rather than the. Yeah, um, that preservation one. of culture or or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more to more towards the side of like in the U.S. You'll learn like a bit of French in high school than it is to the historical part, but it's more in the middle. I think the level of English overall in Israel is higher than the level of let's say French in the U.S. Oh, <laughs> than the level okay. of anything in the the U.S. is its I mean, own planet as far as it's when concerned. You, when most you of the time. yeah, in high school terms. Oh, yeah. Just cause Have you read a high school textbook in the United States? It's horrifying. <laughs> in what way? I should I that the next the next armchair history podcast is me reading a Texas history textbook. Oh, and that's it. it. It's it's paradigm shifting. We'll be back on track in the next segment. And we have one final thing to really get into. It's the reason that Ayal is here in the first place, because let's be honest, past our curiosity about Ayal from the foreign Near East. No, I, we, Ayal has become part of the editing team. How did that happen? How have you liked it? All that fun stuff. And, uh, well, I guess Therese first, and then we'll go to Ayal for his thoughts, right? This is a very official reporting program. Uh, <laughs> Reese, oh uh, you brought Ayal on. What was this whole process like? Because this was... Uh, the first real expansion of the editorial team because we've kind of been bringing Sam in on in on the side as well. But this, mm -hmm. I and you work very closely together. Yeah, I think uh, at first, I think because obviously I had done little bits of editing here and there, and obviously you took a big interest in um, sort of like my streams and stuff, right? I you were always sort mm -hmm. of like hanging around, and you were like, "Oh, this is cool, and that's cool," and that sort of gave me the impression that you obviously had that initial interest, and I think. Uh, you know, I was I was basically taking on more and more and finding myself super busy. And at the same time, you wanted to learn. So I think there was that natural, like, sort of connection thing there. And do, am I right in saying that you maybe edited a video for Zealand before we started talking about helping me out with my sort of things? Um, There was a project I was... Uh, it was a video that Zealand never ended up releasing, but I can't remember mm -hmm. if that was before, after, or even during. I feel like it was during. Yeah. I remember that it was a uh, it was a live edit that I just ended up not liking at the end of it. But it yeah. wasn't because of your. I just hated the idea I came up with. Yeah, I yeah. think it was it was one of those. I think I'm sure that happened, and that happening sort of led us to talk about it. And obviously, I wanted to try and help you out as much as I can uh, with that edit. And then I think during that conversation, we sort of built that. You know, we could we could do this. You know, like we could do this more often and try and get a good idea. And that's where. You obviously started helping me with mine. Obviously, at the moment, just doing the, the first cut, so taking the raw footage and being able to sort of shape that into what would later become the video, taking out the unnecessary stuff, shaping it, organizing the, the actual file correctly and things like that. I think it's been really, really interesting so far. You know, we've come up with a few things. We rate each video based upon sort of how difficult it is as a way to sort of 
be able to judge and, you know, in this case, Zealand being the client, being able to say, you know, this is how long I think it's going to take based on how hard it is, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's been super, super interesting. I, f I feel like you've come along a long, long way as an editor already. And it's been super yes. interesting for me too, because your absolute off the chart nerdiness <laughs> means that you work out things that I never even would have thought about thinking about. You'd be like, hey, so I just solved blah, 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 like a problem <laughs> that I didn't even know existed. And I'm like, oh, it's not really a problem. He's like, well, I've solved it. I'm like, oh, cool. There we go. I'm never going to run into that problem again. So it's been super beneficial for us both, I'd say. How have you found it? Um, well, uh, I'll go back a bit just to how it started. So mm -hmm. I I talked to Zealand a few months back about... Because he said something about he wanted someone to edit down his streams. So I contacted him about it because I knew a tiny bit about editing. And I was like, yeah, I can use this to learn about editing. And we can start and see how it goes. First one didn't go so well. Uh, not through any fault. It was just like, then just not the best idea. And I was just like going to you because I knew you'd be down to give me tips. And it just ended up being like you were saying how these videos just take you a while because it's a lot of work to do each video. So I was like, is there any way like I could help? At one point I asked. And you were like, well, no. But then like a week or two later, you said, actually, the first cuts I could get help with. And then it just kind of went from there. And I've... Uh, basically been learning uh, learning the real basics of what what stuff you definitely need to cut out how to actually trim stuff how to um you know just prep a video for someone else to go and edit and therefore when i because i did a few uh videos for zealand like a couple weeks back now um and they were fine they weren't like your level of quality but like just through doing that for like a month and then experimenting by myself, I got to a decent level, and now here we are. It's uh, it's been it's been fun, that's for sure. I I think it's really really interesting because what I think's worked so well is a lot of people who sort of just jump head first forget a lot of the basics, and a lot of the basics is what makes a good video, right? Because if you make the wrong decision with the initial cuts. Something we spoke about last week on the podcast is pacing. And if you make the wrong decisions at the start and you just can't seem to figure out why the pacing isn't right and things like that on that very first cut, the whole video can end up being terrible. All because you've made the wrong decision early on. Maybe you've skipped that part or just rushed through it or something. But understanding how to sort of like prepare that video for the more advanced things like your zooms and all your pans and all your extra pop-ups and everything else that's going on basically just preparing that video and giving it its basic shape is so important because it doesn't matter how fancy the video looks right if you um if the video itself like the underlying thing sucks because the pacing or whatever is wrong then it doesn't matter how fancy you sort of patch it with it's 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 not going to work and i think that's something that you've picked up really really well and i say I've seen you advance so much in terms of from the first to where we are now. And uh, yeah, I think it's been super, super interesting. Super, super good too. As, as I say, yeah, I think you definitely have the ability to be able to edit the the, the videos to now at a, a good level. And I think it, it really, really benefits everyone, right? We can now have that potential fourth video a week. You teach me things still. Um, I obviously try my best to teach you as much as I can too. And I think it's a great, great sort of relationship and it's great. 
Well, it sounds great. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> that's great. No, it, yeah. it's definitely worked really well. And I've been surprised. I can't say I was surprised. And a lot of people might not have noticed that Reese took a vacation for a week. Now, obviously, sometimes Reese just pulls out like, you know, all the stops that come from somebody that edits 12 hours a day every day, essentially. But the, where we had that week where you went on vacation, Sam did one, and we're going to have him on at some point. And I all obviously did two during that week. If I didn't tell people you were on vacation, I don't think anybody would have noticed. Uh, and that's a huge credit to I all kind of catching up not only to the standard, but to your style specifically, like literally just being able to produce a video that you could go, yeah, Reese, we could have done that like a quick turnaround, but Reese could have totally done that. Yeah. yeah I, 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 go no, on. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, on the two videos that I did edit on that week on both videos, I think I, I, I just cause it's the videos that I'm like actually edited. So I actually look through the comments instead of just look at the first few. I looked through them and uh, quite a few people on both videos thought, wow, good job, Reese. And I had to be like, ah, no, it was me. <laughs> I'm the worst editor. Yes. But they, were, they were super good. I was I was super, super uh, impressed. I thought they, they were great. And I think it was uh, there was a couple of funny conversations. I think we had aisle where I was like, you've literally nailed that. I think it was the black and white thing, which is oh, yeah. it's all about the timing, right? It's sort of the comedic timing to take that what we what we noted down as like a behind the scenes thing where Zealand's not necessarily talking to the camera. Maybe you're like, oh, what the hell am I doing? I look like an idiot or something like that. And that bit goes in black and white. And I remember you nailed that and we had a good laugh about that. But but yeah. Yeah. Super like cool. The side. Yeah, that that Whatever. gray thing is always when I'm sad. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> those jarring moments. Now you guys are awesome. This is the editing team and uh Zealand plus Reese plus I all uh, out. That was smooth. <laughs>